And I call them divils because Kilkenny divils, right? Is any team, truthfully, I mean, hand in heart, any team who can plot and implement and take down Clare at the moment, I, I do think it's Kilkenny. Join myself, Will O'Callaghan, along with James Skehill and Paul Murphy for the best insight this hurling season. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Alan Quinlan, good morning, good night, good evening to you. How are you? Morning, lads. I'm not there yet, Chair. Not till t- tomorrow morning, so uh, I'm still, still, still in Ireland at the moment. Right, very good. Well, the breaking news overnight is that it's going to be uh, Ireland against Joe Schmidt this weekend because uh, COVID has ripped through the coaching ticket of New Zealand, and Joe Schmidt has been seconded in. I mean, you know, he just happened to be around and ready to go. This is, um, <laughs> for some Irish rugby fans, this is stuff a nightmare. It's like, oh, God, he knows exactly what oh, we're going to do. It's incredible, isn't it? Um, you know, Joe wasn't supposed to come in and get involved with the All Blacks until after the tour. And now he's in there this week because of, because of COVID. Ian Foster, I think their defence coach, John Plumtree, is gone as well. A couple of players, Havili and, and Jack Goodhue as well. So, um yeah, it's kind of crazy and ironic, isn't it? Uh, I think Joe was supposed to come back to Ireland for a, a short break um, during the first and second test and be back out there for the third test. Uh, but now he's... Uh, I don't know what the, what his plans are now, but having him back involved this week is uh, makes it a little bit more tricky and certainly makes it more interesting, doesn't it? Well, it's really tasty for the New Zealanders because that coaching ticket was under pressure after what Ireland and France in particular did to them last November. So there was... There was a possibility that if the tour went tits up, that Schmidt would have been the coach for the World Cup. Now, obviously, you know, this coaching ticket might well survive because Joe Schmidt comes in and saves them. Yeah, it's crazy, really, isn't it? Um, but I suppose, certainly by all black standards, the last couple of years haven't been kind of at the heights we, we we're used to with them. Um, usually, if they lose a match or two, um, they get back on track pretty quickly, and but I think there's been a big transition the last number of years. Even though we'll see the likes of Italic, Whitelock, Sevilla, um, you know, Bowden Barrett, all these players who are, are not youngsters anymore, still still heavily involved with the All Blacks. Um, but there's yeah, there's certainly a little bit of a frustration and uh, probably a pressure on Ian Foster and his coaching team um, going forward. So it'll be interesting. Like you know, the reality is. And I, I, I was thinking about this myself that, you know, they're going to be pretty angry, pretty aggressive against Ireland and pretty determined to not give Ireland a sniff in these three tests. So um, there's there's huge pressure all around and um, it's going to be a big. There, there's kind of added spice to this, really, because of Ireland's success against the All Blacks in recent years. So um, now we have Joe Schmidt involved. So, um it just it makes it really interesting, doesn't it? Does Schmidt want to become full time head coach of the All Blacks one day? I don't know. Um, you know, I think he's he's obviously been back in New Zealand for a couple of years now for family reasons and um involved with the blues. Um and I I'm sure look, it's his home country, it's his home team and probably the biggest, most exciting kind of coaching job in world rugby or your percentage of, of, of win rate is is usually very very high on, and um, I I would imagine you know it's a, it's a job that he would love to have at some stage, but um, and and you know he was being touted a couple of years ago when 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 he was leaving Ireland, probably before the World Cup, 
um, as as getting the job. Um, they appointed, and they usually appoint within, don't they? Um, that's why Ian Foster kind of stepped up. And um, but he is under a bit of pressure, and I think it's a little bit unfair in the sense that you know there has been a fair bit of change, um, and a lot of top players have have moved on, and that transition has happened the last couple of years, but. I can't speak for Joe and say he wants the top job, but um, you know, obviously he's back in New Zealand and he's he's going to be heavily linked with us. Um, as is Scott Robertson, given the success he's had with the Crusaders, I think he'd, he's made no secret of, of the fact that he he would like to be All Blacks coach someday as well. So um, it's uh, it just makes it a really interesting week with, with with Joe Schmidt now involved coaching against players that. A lot of them who he he really kind of instilled the confidence and a belief and um, had great success with. Yeah, it's like Game of Thrones territory in New Zealand at the moment with everything that's going on. So it was Roy O'Connor is uh, on uh, Twitter, the Irish Independent. So Schmidt is part of the, the uh, All Blacks coaching team. We don't know exactly the role, but uh, Ian Foster he's down with. COVID. John Plumtree is down with COVID and he also says Scott McLeod, another All Blacks assistant, also tested positive for COVID leaving just Greg Feek and Brad Moore still standing from the original coaching team. So maybe Joe just goes in and automatically is head coach because that's the role that he's used to doing. He's worked with Greg Feek, Greg Feek in the past and um, maybe it'll be him in the box making the calls down to, uh, you know, to knife us gently uh, in the belly at, at the weekend um, it, it yeah what, I, what I've read myself is that he's going to go in and take the training right. training on Tuesday Tuesday and Thursday um, whether you know Ian Foster will be back in the coach coach's box um, I just we don't know exactly when he when he tested positive was it last Thursday or Friday was it last week um, would, he, would they get back in the coaching box but I'd imagine if Joe is going to be involved in the training during the week that he's going to be probably involved in the match day stuff as well I think that's the way they'd probably have to plan it yeah um, I mean it's fascinating what was already an interesting tour has suddenly ratcheted up uh, a significant degree also news coming through from Roy O'Connor Herring and Henderson are injured Niall Scannell has been called up Mac Hansen has Covid he's isolating so fingers crossed no no more Covid in the Ireland camp uh, that will probably take him out of um selection which means that maybe we're going to see Balakoon uh, the, the Mary team has been named overnight as well um, TJ Perinara is on the bench uh, again this is coming from Keen Tracy of the Irish Independent he's saying that um, uh, Perinara is a joint captain um, and uh, Brad Weber who is co-captain is uh, is going to start at scrum half he's a 17 time all black so you know no slouch either um, this could this is going to be very very interesting. <laughs> Where we start losing some players to COVID, we're down in New Zealand. Can't really call up uh, replacements. The squad gets ten, and suddenly it's like, uh oh, Andy Farrell at number eight. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a challenge for business, and uh, they're probably. You know where where we were a number of months ago when they started opening things up, and and COVID still being pretty present and. Um, that's the difficulty. I'm not sure what the Ian Henderson injury is or the Rob Herring one, but obviously Rob Herring is. Um, you know, you're down to two. Uh, you're down to two hookers um, if 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 Herring isn't available for for Wednesday's Maori game, and then you're in risk a risky situation. Um, sorry, lads, I lost you for a second. Yeah, no worries. Um, no, the um, the update came through. 
It, it, there's no there's no specific it's not like that they've been sent home Henderson and Herring both picked up knocks in training on Saturday and will be scanned today Monday in Auckland Niall Scanlon has been added to the squad to provide additional cover at Hooker he will arrive in New Zealand on Tuesday morning and Mac Hansen tested positive for COVID and has been isolated from the rest of the squad we're going to have a team named overnight so this time tomorrow we'll know the team for the Maori game yeah it's um, and, and I suppose it's some guys Jerry going to have to double up this week which makes it pretty difficult um, I think if you traditionally you know um, for for some players here I suppose some guys would have done it on a Lions tour but um, the likes of probably Conor Murray maybe Keith Earls Rob Herring if he was on the bench would have had to double up Dan Sheehan he could be involved now so it's tricky for the players who are probably going to double up and, and they may be sitting on the bench twice this week if, if that makes sense Um I would have had Ty Byrne probably involved in the Maori game to get him some game time, um, not starting for the, the all-black test on Saturday because I suppose I thought Henderson and James Ryan maybe were the, were the two that you know played a number of matches towards the end of the season would have been match fit and it would have been brilliant to have Ty Byrne coming off the bench. You know He may have to start now. Maybe Joe McCarthy might come into the picture if Henderson is not able to train during the week, but Certainly when a player is going for a scan, um, you worry and uh, there's a little bit of concern there. Hope he's, I hope he's all right, but um, it's not ideal because if he's going for a scan, he's probably not going to train this week. But, um, you know, the, 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 the rest of the players that, that are kind of travelling out and, you know, we get a, probably a, a team for the Maori, the Maori match pretty soon. Um, you'd imagine this 95% of the starting team won't be involved on Saturday. And that's why they're brought out there. That's why he's brought an extended squad. But some players are going to have to double up. And that's probably going to be on the bench. Yeah, sorry, of course. I mentioned Balakon. He's injured, obviously. He did his hip um, while I was on holidays and missed that. Um, so what what are you hoping for from the players who do have to double up? Like uh, that no, no one will start the game at the weekend for the tests who has played significant minutes? Or do you want some game time at all during the week to sharpen no, you up? No, I no. think the, the, the team I've kind of picked is, is you know, you brought Jeremy Lockman out there, so there's no point in starting Keane Healy at loose and then having him on the bench um, and having an issue there. I think Jeremy Lockman did, you know, what happens at Hooker now, Jer, because of, of Rob Herring? Um, Dave Heffernan, I think, would still start against the Maoris, but Dan Sheehan, it's going to be very difficult for... for um, for Niall Scanlon to go straight on the bench for the Maori game if he's only in Tuesday maybe he will um, Tom O'Toole Ryan Baird Joe McCarthy Keane Prendergast Nick Timoney Gavin Coombs that's the forward pack that I would start and really you want to try and find out a little bit about the character of these guys uh, in a really kind of hostile environment it's kind of a little bit unknown you know all these players who are going to play for the Maoris the New Zealand team um They've all been pretty good in Super Rugby. They've ten debutants, so there's a little bit unknown about how good they'll be and how well they'll gel together. So we can't really predict this game or kind of know what's exactly going to happen. But um, you know, if they're allowed to play the Maoris and and um, get time and space, um, you know, they can be devastating. But it's a real kind of test for for the players. Craig Casey has started nine. Harry Byrne or Kieran Frawley it depends what 
Andy Farrell and Mike Hatt see um, Kieran Frawley's role in this tour? Um, is he ahead of Ke- uh, Harry Byrne now? You know, if you bring Harry Byrne, maybe you start him and throw him, throw him in there on, on Wednesday. Um, you know, Bundyaki is kind of an interesting one. I saw some some journalists kind of saying that maybe he'll start against the Maori and, you know, he won't be starting or on the bench for, for, for the, the Ireland test, um, which would be difficult because Robbie Henshaw and himself are kind of going head-to-head for that 12 jersey. Maybe they'll end up playing together in the test. Who knows? And James Hume as well at 13 and Jordan Larmer, Michael Lowry, they're kind of the players that the obvious kind of choices um, that would start that Maori game. And then you're going to have some guys, as I said, on the bench doubling up, which is, it's a tough week for them. Um, they may only play two 20-minute clips and end up with 40 minutes this week, but just mentally preparing for a game on Wednesday, then probably trying to recover and switch back into a test match situation on Saturday. But that's the nature of touring. And also probably the, the nature of what they want to achieve before the World Cup next year. And, and Andy Farrell did say that, that he wants 40 players capable of playing World Cup knockout rugby next year. This is, like everybody said it, it's like one of the most challenging tours Ireland are ever going to go on. And when you throw that, that, that Mary situation into the mix to kick things off, like there is going to be a lot of hard questions asked with what this Irish team has to go through over the next little while. There is, yeah. And I think, um, you know, think, thinking about it all, and do, like we're a year out from the World Cup and I think obviously what happened the last time we were in 2018, a year out from before 19 World Cup in Japan, the Irish team was in brilliant form. It was all positive. So those kind of questions under pressure, and there might be little moments in the game where you are under severe pressure and you just got to hold, hold on, hold on for dear life defensively, um, steal the line out, win a big scrum, make a big tackle, something like that. Those kind of moments that can really enhance a player's self-confidence, self-belief and make them feel that they're ready to to really challenge for the starting jersey. So um, it is about creating depth. And, you know, Wednesday night in Hamilton is going to be fairly hostile and there's so much tradition with the with the Maori uh, jersey and the history of all that. Um, it was interesting to have Rua Tapoki in with them last week, just talking about the culture and what it means to play for the Maoris. But um, look, I think um, it's... They'll be they'll be skillful enough, and probably a lot of these young players will be pretty confident and want to lay down a marker. But they've got to play as a unit and play as a team. And, and a lot of the players um, who are going to play have been in really good form. Um, There's a world in which we lose all five games, isn't there? Like it's not beyond the bounds of possibility here. Uh, the, the experimental Mary side or the inexperienced Mary side, as opposed to experimental, maybe. Um, suggest Ireland should be favourites for that game but it's hard to know until we see what Ireland team is named there is a world in which we lose all five games and it's not a disaster there's a world in which we lose all five games and it's a complete disaster correct um, yeah lose all five games and you're competitive and you're you're close and some of, in, in those games and really you know scoring tries and, and, and getting moments in those games as I spoke about um, and it's not the end of the world because you know I'd rather I'd rather kind of find things out now, and I'm sure Andy Farrell w- w- would say that he'll want to win these matches, but um, and and learn from some experiences and be able to look back when you do the analysis and say, well, a certain you know defensive lapse here or 
you know, um, a scrum issue or, or someone switching off here has cost us a game or, or a bit of discipline or something like that, a couple of penalties. But if you're if you're in a situation, and that's what I say, you don't know what way these Maori All Blacks um, will kind of gel together. They're obviously very, very talented players. They've played 18 weeks of Super Rugby, so they're 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 right slap bang in the middle of their season. They'll all have be pretty match fit and match sharp. Um, and you'll have some X-Factor players in there who who will be really kind of trying to push on to the All Blacks as well because they yeah. have a bigger, big, big summer ahead. So um, it's a big challenge, but I'd be confident. I'm, I'm really keen to see how they cope with um, just being in New Zealand, that whole culture there and, and the obsession with rugby. And it's a, really, it's a brilliant place to tour. You know, I've been there a number of times. It's a fantastic place. The people there are brilliant. They love their rugby. And they appreciate good rugby. So, um, you know, I hope and hopefully a lot of these players who get an opportunity on Wednesday night really step up to the plate. All right. Well, Alan, safe flight tomorrow. Thanks a million for joining us today. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, lads. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.